This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. Rob Hutchinson from Dear South Africa talking to us about what is going on in Parliament just at the moment. Rob, welcome to the show. Nice uh, to be with you on the New Blue Review. Good morning, Benji and team. Great to be here as usual. So uh, we have some ticket items uh, on the show today, some stuff that is no doubt going to cause um, uh, consternation, comment, interest, which is really your... Uh, what, what you like to what you like to do, if you don't mind me saying. Uh, so let's start off with the good stuff. Uh, a, a certain piece of legislation around electoral laws. We were speaking about it uh, being reversed. What's going on there? Yes, there's some very good news there, which just actually shows the power and importance of the public participating in in these amendment bills. Um, well, if I can give you a bit of history on, we had some, some success on the uh, electoral laws amendment bill, the one which proposed a different method of voting. And that could either have been uh, electronic voting or mail-in mail in ballots or anything else. Um, so there were obvious public concerns around that. Now, that bill was brought to our attention by uh, the IRR, Institute of Race Relations, as it was only published in um, the Sunday Times in, in, a, in a business section. And uh, it wasn't even published in, in the Government Gazette. And they, the government had to you know, legally oblige. They, they had to call for public comment on that bill. Uh, so when we picked it up, it was there was only one day remaining on that bill to, for the public to comment. So the first thing we did was request an extension um, for from the Parliamentary Committee on that. So they granted us a one-week extension. And during that time, we managed to send through uh, 12,305 individual public comments through to, to the committee, which kind of overwhelmed them. They weren't expecting that, that kind of response. They only had 28 um, up until that point. So it was a massive success there. And then we provided them with a summary of uh, of the, the public comments so that they wouldn't have to go through everything and push this through in time. Now, the big concern around this was two clauses, 14 and 21, which would have empowered the Electoral Commission to prescribe that different uh, voting method. And obviously that, that was the major concern of the public as well. So due to the, the considerable public uh, uh, pressure and the amount of uh, individual comments we sent through, they, the parliamentary committee actually removed those, those two clauses. So it's an absolute win for, for the public and just shows how important it is to get involved in the formulation of these bills before they are implemented. So now that uh, those two clauses have been removed, I think it's interesting to just reflect on what happens in these parliamentary processes so we can understand, you know, the role uh, that that uh, people spoke uh, played. I mean, I think we even spoke about this particular law on the on the program um, a, a few weeks ago. So so now that that's been removed, does it then uh, go for further debate? Does it go to the to the main yeah. chamber for 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 signing? How does how does that element work? Well, it's been through a, a number of uh, deliberations in, in the committee where they just had discussions amongst themselves with uh, other stakeholders, uh, including members and representations from, from the public and with the IEC, because the IEC was tasked with, with this bill and actually was suggested from, from them. So after those deliberations, which we've actually provided a video uh, for because they were all recorded, um, the bill now, after they've removed it, 
the, all the clauses, they redo the bill, and then it's presented through to um, National Assembly, where it's further debated on as to whether it should pass through or not. And if so, which we think it will be uh, voted on, then it passes through to the National Council of Provinces, and from there through to the President's, president's desk, where it's signed into law, the bill becomes an act. Okay, so there we go. Uh, big win there for... Uh for democracy and public uh, participation, and uh, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, Rob, some of those twelve thousand came from our discussion. Uh, that would be that would uh, that would be very very cool. Um, and let's talk about uh, the let's talk about another one, which I think this well, this one you, sh- you shouldn't have any problems with comments, Rob. Uh, I don't think that that's going to be a problem. Uh, the expropriation bill. Uh, that is going to be something that is coming up. Obviously, uh, we we actually spoken about it at, at a few different levels um, on this yeah. on this uh, uh, program because it connects with other bills like the nationalisation of the Reserve Bank and and a few others. So it's it's a big deal in the South African um, in the South African context. Uh, and, and we're going to get into it, but we're going to take a short break and then we come back. We'll be talking again to Rob Hutchinson. Uh, from South Africa. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 Chai FM talking to Rob Hutchinson from South Africa about the expropriation bill uh, currently running through Parliament and how you can make a contribution. Uh, So Rob, what actually is going on with this bill? Because it it, it pops up all the time. It's like like one of those whack-a-mole things (laughs) that we used to do at the arcade. (laughs) <laughs> yes, indeed it is. So it's popped up in, in many different forms over the past two, almost two and a half years now. Um, first of all, it was starting with amending Section 25 of the Constitution to allow expropriation without compensation. And there's still an on, ongoing debate and dialogue and, and several amendments are still going on there within Parliament. This bill is the uh, expropriation bill, which has been around for quite some time. Um, it was originally brought in to deal with the issue of land restitution a number of years ago, and it's gone through a, a number of amendments in, in, in that time. It's now uh, been amended once again, and it's still in draft form at this stage. However, it is, is open for comment as draft bills do, do get put out to the public. So what this bill this bill deals with is mainly uh, expropriation of land, whereas you know, amending section 25 deals with uh, land, but not only expropriation, expropriation is not only limited to land, where this one deals specifically with with land. Um, so what they are proposing in here is they've included uh, several new clauses and amendments, which propose expropriation of land. With, with null compensation in certain instances. So in other words, your property, if they deem your property has no value, then, and it's um, in the public interest or they feel they can use it for public purpose, then the state t- does take ownership of, of that land immediately as they serve you an expropriation notice. So there's a bit of uh, contention around that as it's in conflict with the Constitution on several levels and um, the totally disregards property law on many other instances. And it's all based around how they determine, uh, number one, what is public interest, and number two, what is public purpose, and therefore uh, the value of, of it all. So the big concerning thing here is it says the bill very clearly says that it is including but not limited to certain clauses where 
no compensation, may, no compensation may be may be offered. So it leaves it pretty open-ended for the state to decide where no compensation should be offered, and then it's up to you and at your expense to challenge it in court. Of which the bill again offers the processes uh, surrounding that on how it must be challenged. So. It's very concerning for for uh, property owners and property developers, especially if you have um, vacant land. Vacant land is determined as land that hasn't been used or whether uh, abandoned land is where the owner has no control of the land. Again, up for debate, what, is, what does no control mean? Again, it will have to be uh, decided by the courts. So... It's really, really uh, open-ended. There are some some good instances in in the bill where it actually addresses uh, a lot of concerns that that were previously brought out through amending section 25. This makes it clear that expropriation can only happen under the existing framework of of the uh, constitution, except when it's in the public interest or for public purpose and including and not limited to the state's determination of null compensation. I find the interaction between this bill and the Section 25 one so interesting because uh, the Section 25 is actually about amending the Constitution and, uh, and, and sort of fundamentally altering the way we think about uh, the right to to property in general in, in, in the country. So it's not just land, whatever, shares, uh, uh, intellectual property, whatever it is. And this particular bill, which is a, around the land, because it, correct me if I'm wrong, Rob, but you actually can't do one without the other. The, even, even this bill, uh, with some of the laws you, uh, and, um, bits that you're having concerns about, uh, would have to be, would have to be in compliance with, with section 25 at the same time. That's absolutely correct. So what the, the Constitution states is that property is not limited to land. So as you, as you say, it, it can be shares, it can be uh, your business, it can be intellectual property, it can be anything that is determined as, as property. So my feeling is that this, this bill is, um, the first step or the first test that the state is putting out. And they will more than likely, um, act on this bill. And extend it to expropriating, uh, some land that, that's from some, some owner out there and then leave it up to the courts to decide the way forward from, from that point on. And when the courts have decided that, then the amendment to section 25, which, it, which expands on the definition of property will more than likely come, come into play. So, yeah, rather concerning times here. And this this bill seems to be an interim test or measurement of of the market's appetite or the public's appetite. And I think that that's another interesting element, right? Because once you remove the the section twenty five, which is not we're not having the discussion, but but the section twenty five is the main bulwark because that requires a parliamentary majority change. Uh, I, I believe it's two thirds. Whereas it, once that goes through, then then to change an expropriation bill, like you're saying, to make it wider on wider property and not just land, that would then just take a simple majority in parliament. So it would be much easier to do once once section 25 is is moved, and then this this bill would become a relatively uh, flexible way of of changing property rights relatively quickly and easily if that's what the government decided it wanted to do. Absolutely correct. So um, that's a very interesting point that that you do raise there. So. 
that does require a 70% majority in, uh, for, to vote on change in the Constitution, especially the Bill of Rights, which that Section 25 does fall under. So what this uh, bill does is it places the powers in an expropriation committee, which is totally separate from from Parliament, doesn't require any parliamentary oversight or, or anything else like that. It's a totally separate committee which has their own powers to determine whether um, uh, the compensation should be paid or not upon, upon expropriation. And that could be what we might see going forward in a number of other bills that will be introduced um, to sort of to bypass uh, amending Section 25, but still cater for the the issue of expropriation and beyond land at, at that point. Yeah, so so actually there's a, a couple of elements here to this bill that are, that are sort of worrying in terms of uh, in, in terms of land expropriation, which seem to have very little to do with um, restitution, with giving back people stolen land or or, mm-hmm. or or land for people who need it for agriculture. It seems to go way beyond that. Yes, it does. It goes far beyond that. As as it says, that it's the land can be expropriated um, in the public interest, or they say including, but not limited, when the land is seen fit for public interest or for public purpose. And that really leaves it open wide, totally wide for, for any any definition there. Right. So so lots to comment on there. Uh, Rob, if people want to do so, I'm sure that you have often for these uh, sort of legal uh, discussion documents, explanatory documents where people can can dive into it. Uh, that's all on the website. Absolutely. Everything's on dearsouthafrica.co.za. Uh, just click on there, find the latest uh, comment or the latest campaigns. Expropriation bill is very clearly mentioned there. We've got a wonderful video provided by Cliff Decker-Hoffmeyer, a legal firm, which explains uh, the contents of the bill, goes in-depth into certain sections, and there's also a property expert there to give advice and so on, which can allow the public to make powerful and you know, uh, well-formulated comments, which can be sent immediately through to government. And that's on our website, dearsouthafrica.co.za. There we go. Go um, go make a comment. Go uh, engage with the process. As we've already seen uh, in, in in part of the discussion, it definitely makes a difference uh, and and is a, an effective and easy way uh, to do so. Rob, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Uh, we'll chat to you again next week. Fantastic. Thank you very much for the opportunity once again, Benji.